Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the All American Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carr, here bringing you guys a brand new episode. Today, we're going to be breaking down the Donovan Mitchell trade here on this Saturday of Labor Day weekend. Happy Labor Day, everyone, and stay tuned. So as I mentioned today, we're breaking down the Donovan Mitchell trade here on the All-American Sports Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chris Carr, uh, on this beautiful, beautiful Labor Day Saturday. Um, and I start school soon. I've been sick the last week, so I haven't gotten an episode in you know about a week or so. Um, and I haven't done really a sit-down episode in a while. I've been mostly doing those car talks. We've gotten some good feedback on those. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. But we're going to get right into it here. Uh, we're going to break down the Donovan Mitchell trade. I got some shocking news while I was at work. Uh, not yesterday, the day before that, because yesterday I also got some big news while I was working. Uh, the college football playoff expanded to 12 teams, which I've been preaching for for a while. I think 12 is reasonable, too. That's a good amount, at least for now. Uh, so props to college football, the NCAA, for getting that done. But looks like it won't take effect for a few more years. Um, so that is a little disappointing. But we have a lot of good college football action today. I know this is kind of getting away from the topic, but a lot of great college football action today. Uh, Oregon and Georgia at 3.30, 7.30, the big game, Ohio State and uh, Notre Dame. I was just watching some college game day, uh, which is always, I feel like, a Labor Day tradition. It's college football. Kicks off today. A lot of good action. But in the NBA... Uh, this is what I was most excited about because I was shocked. I mean, the Cavaliers were out of the running, it seemed like, for Donovan Mitchell. And we thought, you know, if he was going to get traded, might be to a team like the Knicks. They seemed locked in on him like they did with Jalen Brunson. We heard about all their offers and all that. And, you know, when I heard that the Cavs got him, there wasn't really trade details right away. Woj kind of dropped the bomb and then let it, you know, kind of settle there for a second before he delivered the details. And I think I thought as, as well as probably a lot of other people that the Cavaliers with this great core they have, you know, they've Garland, Mobley, Jared Allen, uh, you know, it's surely, surely one or two of them would be gone in this trade. They're going all in for Donovan Mitchell, reasonable. That's what, you know, the Knicks wanted to do. That's what a lot of teams could probably want to do. Uh, and, you know, considering Rudy Gobert got traded for a huge, huge deal, you know, the Cavs, it would make sense for them to give up at least one of those guys. They did not. It was a completely different trade than I expected. I think both teams actually, I mean, I'll give you guys the trade details here in a second, but I think both teams actually did a you know a good job. It was somewhat of a fair trade, um, but mostly because the Jazz, I think, you know, get these in addition to what they got for Rudy Gobert. They really messed up, and I, I talked about it with Kevin Durant. They messed up the whole NBA trade market. It was totally skewed off because of that Rudy Gobert trade, which I felt like was very lopsided. But the Timberwolves also went all in. You know, that's what teams are doing now in really all sports. We saw it successfully with the Rams last year, Matthew Stafford. They gave up a lot of picks. We saw what the Knicks were offering. You know, teams are going all in. And I, I think it's crazy because this wasn't a, you know, if, if this was two years, you know, even a year ago, let's say all these guys were at the same skill level now, but the trade market was last year's, it would be, you know, a fairly normal trade, I thought. But, I, you know, there's, there's one element of this trade that I'll break down in a second, which I think a lot of people are really overlooking that favors the uh, Cavaliers a lot more. But the Cavaliers, they got straight up Donovan Mitchell, nothing else. The Jazz, they required Lori Markin and Collins, Sexton, Ochai, Ejbaji, 
three first-round picks in 25, 27, and 20, 29, and two pick swaps in 20, 26, and 28. So there's the trade deal. There's the trade details broken down. The Jazz also made a trade the other day uh, where they sent Patrick Beverly to the Lakers in exchange for Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. I thought that was a great trade, actually, for, I, I guess, both sides, but more so the Jazz, honestly. Uh, I really liked what they did there, you know, to get those two. Um, I thought that was a good move to get an infusion of youth in there and take a chance on two young players who I think have shown a lot of promise. And, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker is a guy who really no team wants to have. And I don't really understand why. I mean, he's 21. He's got, you know, great, great size for his position. They can now form a nice backcourt duo there. Uh, and he's only 21 years old. Same thing with Stanley Johnson, a guy who I thought played great, great defense last season. Um, just, you know, high energy, kind of glue guy, honestly, and still pretty young. I think when he, you know, came out and kind of fizzled out, you know, it was kind of somewhat of a draft bust considering he was drafted very highly and, you know, talked very highly of uh, with the Pistons, didn't exactly work out there. But I, I think he's still a solid player. If he was, you know, an undrafted guy, I think a lot of people would be looking at him in a more positive note. But aside from that, you know, focusing in on the Donovan Mitchell tree, the one element that I can't get over and that the Jazz, I think, really could have done a better job with is in negotiating-wise for Danny Ainge is Colin Sexton was a free agent. Like, they could have signed him. So they didn't. It was a sign-and-trade. Cleveland signed him for a four-year, $72 million a year, fully guaranteed, which I think is crazy for a guy just coming off an ACL injury. Um, but I love Colin Sexton. I've always loved him. I met him. Actually, a super nice guy. But a very high-intensity, high-energy guy. He's just a guy you want to root for. Um, and I like him going over to the Jazz. But I really think the Jazz, in a trade like this, should have gotten an element of that core of Mobley, Jared Allen, or Darius Garland. It would have been very hard to pull off. But I think if, if you're not going to do you know this trade, do the Knicks one. I thought the Knicks was a lot better, especially because I think their picks are going to be better for Utah were they to acquire them. Um and we got a leaked version of the trade. It seemed like the final offer was like R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Obi Topin, and basically the same picks that Cleveland gave. Now, the one thing that, if it is true, well, I would forgive the Jazz for not taking it, is the protections on the picks. If it was, you know, protected picks, then I understand why they took Cleveland's because there are three unprotected first-round picks and two of them are swaps. Still good. It benefits them for a while. And between... The Rudy Gobert deal, and then in that Rudy Gobert deal, you took Patrick Beverly, flipped him for two young guys. They have now have uh, that Cleveland package plus Malik Beasley, Taylor Horton Tucker, Stanley Johnson, Leandro Balmaro, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, all those picks from Minnesota, all the picks from Cleveland, Laurie Markin and Colin Sexton, Ochai Ejbaji, all from just two guys. And keep in mind, none of them are absolute superstars. I'd say they're star players, but we're not looking at a top 10, top 5 player. Great job by Danny Ainge. I, I think he did a nice job, you know, pulling the leverage on here for this Cleveland trade. Uh, but it still looks, you know, it's not a one-sided trade for sure. I think it favors the Cavs. Um, but, you know, both teams are going in a different direction, so it's hard to judge. Uh, if I had to give grades on this trade, though, I'd say the Jazz get a B plus, Cleveland gets an A. Um, for sure. I would say a plus, but an A.
Um, I, you know, I really, I, Ochej Baji would have been a nice piece for them, but he hasn't played an NBA game. He's a little unproven. The Jazz seem to be very high on him, and I get it. He's, an, he's a win award winner. Um, he shoots the three very well. I'd be happy about him. And he kind of seems to me, and I think a lot of Kansas guys seem this way to me, Maybe I'm wrong, but a guy who uh, was very good in college won't translate to the NBA. But I think his traits, his skill set should. Um, but we'll see. I, I mean, I don't really like Laura Markin. I don't like the fit there. But they took a swing on a lot of young guys between you know those three trades that they made. So at least some of them should work out. I actually like what the Jazz are building. A lot of people don't, but they've gotten a collection of some young players with bright futures. A ton, a ton of picks. They also forget about the Royce O'Neal trade when they gave up, um, or they, they gave up Royce O'Neal, brought in uh, some more picks. And by the way, they still have some nice, nice veteran pieces. You know, you're looking at Bogdan Bogdanovich, Mike Conley, guys like that who can really lead this team, I think, to a solid season. I don't think it's going to be an awful season for the Jazz. They have enough talent where they're not going to be a bottom feeder team in the West. Um, no matter how competitive it is. But I like what they're building. I think they're in a good position for their future. And they clearly saw that it wasn't working out. They pulled the plug on this, you know, uh, you know, team early. They were a great regular season team, but they just could not gel in the postseason. They could not play together, uh, which I understand. Donovan Mitchell is a special player, though. Rudy Gobert is a special player. Um, and, you know, I, I believe they, they wish the best for them. I think they left on good terms. Um, they, Danny Ainge did a nice job of flipping them. Um, although I think in this Cleveland trade, it just looks a lot worse just because of the Colin Sexton thing. I really think that they, they should have used that as leverage to acquire a better player in this trade. Um, but I still like it. I like the picks. I, I like taking a swing on a guy like Ochaj Baji. I don't think they need Laurie Markkinen at all, but you know, if he works out, he works out. And I like Colin Sexton. I just think it didn't really make sense considering he was a free agent. Um, and really no one wanted him. They could have just signed him on a, um, their own, apart, you know, separate from this trade, but they chose not to. Uh, for the Cleveland side, getting Donovan Mitchell is a huge boost. There's really no negatives here because they didn't really sacrifice anything. Ochej Baji hadn't played a game for them yet. He was their first-round pick this year, but, you know, not a uh, you know, huge piece, it seemed like, this season. Uh, Sexton didn't play last year. Due to his uh, ACL or Achilles, one of them. I forget which one, to be honest. Uh, but, I mean, they still played a great, great season without him. It looks like they're going in a different direction without him now. Um, and I actually like it. You know, he wasn't really working out with the guys in Cleveland. They had a successful season without him. Why not flip him while his value is still somewhat high? Maybe they know something we don't on his injury. And Markinen wasn't really helping. He's got a you know kind of a big contract still, too. You know, it seems like he's kind of turning out to a draft bust. So uh, they gave him up. He wasn't really a big piece uh, last year. And they kept a guy like Kevin Love, too, which was huge. I thought they would for sure deal him, you know, by now. But he loves Cleveland. He loves being there with the youngsters, teaching them, showing them around. Uh, and I like that. I, I think Kevin Love is a special player still. I think he can contribute off the bench. I'm excited uh, for Cleveland because now the only problem is that they have to watch out for, and this came up yesterday I saw um, while talking with a guy, is you can only have now in the NBA three guys off max rookie extensions. Now, Cleveland will have that because they um, have Darius Garland, who got that extension this offseason, and Donovan Mitchell, of course, now. So, 
Uh, Evan Mobley, when the time comes, now this isn't something I have to worry about uh, until a few years, but when the time comes, they cannot offer him a max rookie extension. It seems like he's going to be one of those types of players. Uh, at least they hope so, if, if he's not. Um, so I, that is one thing they have to look out for, but they don't have to worry about that for a while. This is a team that I think in the East can really compete for a while. They're well-rounded because now you're looking at a starting lineup like this. Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell. Now you're figuring out your three. I think it's probably Karis LeVert. We'll see if he's, you know, still healthy. Karis LeVert, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. All those guys are young, locked up for a little bit too. Um, I, at least three years, I think, those four, with the exception of LeVert, they're all young. They show promise. They're only going up. I think this team really plays well together. I'm passionate about the game. I like J.B. Bickerstaff as a head coach. I always have. He's kind of bounced around, but he seems to have really found a home in Cleveland now. Um, I like the direction this team is going, and I think they've set themselves up uh, exceptionally well for the future. Um, so I, I think, you know, A and B plus, I said, are the trade grades, but both teams really got a good piece in this deal. Um, so yeah, that was my recap of the Donovan Mitchell trade. Hopefully you guys liked it. Uh, let me know your thoughts though in the comments below and maybe the jazz aren't done. We'll see if they make a few more moves this off season, but this has been the all American sports podcast with Chris Carr. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next time. Peace.